Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. I am Father Justin Walsh. And I'm Father Josh Walsh. And we are the Sons of Thunder. <laughs> All right, well, we got craziness and pandemonium going on everywhere in this country and most likely throughout the world. We got a huge show for you. Uh, we are going to be talking anything from church and what is going on in the Roman Catholic Church right now, what's going on with our Holy Father. Uh, all the way to what in the heck is going on in general in the world as we continue to march with this pandemic forward wherever we're going. And then, of course, we have, uh, what do we have tomorrow, Father Josh? The election. We have an election tomorrow. Oh, right? my gosh. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. So we got uh, just a lot of innuendos. We've got some uh, that we're going to be talking about, uh, different sort of takes on, on a lot of different things that I think you're really going to enjoy. So as we always say, Please get on your social media platform, text somebody, Facebook somebody, call somebody, let them know that the Sons of Thunder are on live Real Presence Radio. We have several guests this morning, Bishop Kagan as always, in our first segment. Uh, we will actually be able to talk, or we will be talking to uh, the one and only former manager of the Sons of Thunder, Brandon Clark, now working <laughs> for Covenant Eyes. He couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> We got a new job. Uh, we got lots of agents. We there. got we got two of our regular contributors coming. We got the Miracle Mile, Eric Lowe, uh, who did several years in prison and has come back from the dead and is a living miracle. He's now and teaching faith formation. He's now <laughs> teaching faith formation on fire for the Lord. And, of course, B. Brandon, the Wolfman Jack, uh, coming in to comment. <laughs> he is now a regular contributor after last time. A regular contributor after last time. Commenting. He's our Ben Shapiro. He's our, <laughs> he is our Ben Shapiro, the Daily Caller. Right, exactly. So, without further ado, it's time for everybody's favorite segment on the Sons of Thunder. It's time for Crushing, Crushing it, it with Bishop Kagan. <laughs> Oh, it's just going to get more and more intense. You guys get ready. Good morning, Bishop. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm overwhelmed, but I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> I think your intro gets more intense every time we uh, tweak it a little bit. But it, I think we get more intense, too. Sweat here. <laughs> okay, Bishop. We, uh, as a matter before I get going here, I just want to say, uh, give a preface to this question because as I was studying some stuff this morning for the show, it says that the, uh, here on CNA, Catholic News Agency, the Vatican Secretariat of State provides context of Pope Francis's civil union remarks. So, with that being said, uh, I'm just going to turn that over to you. Maybe if you could just bring our listeners back up to speed, what the Pope allegedly said, what that means, and kind of where we're at with it. 
All right. Well, I saw the same uh, uh, notice, and uh, I had seen something earlier that um, made a great deal of sense to me uh, in how uh, what the Holy Father said uh, actually had been, in a sense, taken out of context. First of all, what I didn't realize was that the uh, the Holy Father was being interviewed, and he was responding in Spanish. And um, uh, that, uh, when you try and combine that with the language of the uh, the actual documentary, uh, can it just there are expressions in each language that don't. Uh, really uh, do well being translated from one language to another. Every uh, We have our own understanding of our own English expressions, and it would be difficult to try and translate what we understand, you know, uh, uh, when we use a, a particular expression into another language because it just doesn't compute with them. Right. And uh, but uh, to get to the point, um, I, there has to be there. You have to make a distinction here. The Holy Father was being asked about something uh, that he and all the bishops of Argentina were facing. Uh, I think it was uh, two thousand nine, two thousand and ten, in that time frame. Uh, in the country of Argentina, the legislature was uh, on the verge of passing a Marriage Equality Act, which would give the same kind of standing uh, to all of these other kind of uh, different couplings of individuals. They give that the same standing as real marriage. In other words, the union of one man and one woman. And the bishops were mightily opposed to that, led by then Cardinal Bergoglio. And they were looking for a way uh, to avoid having uh, the led their parliament or whatever they have in Argentina pass this law. And uh, it's interesting how things uh, developed. Uh, they uh, were looking at uh, at, at Cardinal Bergoglio's urging, the, the Argentine bishops ultimately didn't accept it. But then the law itself didn't pass. I think the legislature there, or whatever they have, the parliament, uh, misgaged or misjudged uh, the sentiment of the Argentine people. They They simply weren't going to accept anything but... Uh, a real marriage between one man and one woman for life. Uh, but in the course of their own discussions and proposing different ways of circumventing uh, and avoiding this Marriage Equality Act, uh, they came to this, uh, it, my Spanish is no good. I, I taught <laughs> myself how to read it when I studied canon law, but I can't pronounce it. But uh, the idea, a law of coexistence, what they were doing, they were then, as the Holy Father has done since the time he was elected Pope, uh, he's not speaking about the Church's doctrine about what real marriage is. 
uh, that's unquestionable. He was speaking then as I, I'm sure he was speaking uh, in this interview about two, two things. First, uh, and that's totally in keeping, uh, you read the Catechism of the Catholic Church about the, the Church's uh, stand on homosexuality. He was speaking first about uh, children uh, should not be ostracized from their families. They need their families simply because of their sexual orientation. And I think it's, it's, it's really important, too, not to interrupt you, Bishop, but <clears throat> that our listeners hear that. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a, yeah. a level of empathy, and that is a Catholic yeah. approach. Nobody's saying and we're kicking he, people out of a family. Yeah, he was eminently <clears throat> clear on that, as is the, the Church itself, and you can find it in the Catechism. Uh, and uh, the, these uh, people, men and women, need their families for real support. Uh, but then he also, uh, as they did in Argentina at the time, nothing came of it, thanks be to God then. Uh, he said they, it, there has to be some legal protection for them. Uh, he didn't specify what that might be, and he didn't specify in this interview. But uh, again, uh, it's not a. Uh, he, the Pope isn't speaking doctrinally; isn't changing the uh, the definitive teaching of the Church on on real marriage. But he's trying to, uh, in a sense. Uh, help these individuals not be outcasts uh, in their own families or in their own uh, their own societies and cultures and uh, you know that's you know I you can I suppose debate how to go about that but uh, not to try and help these people uh, live a, a productive chaste life would be uh, we have to do that. You know, we have uh, Courage, uh, uh, which is a wonderful organization that helps people with same-sex attraction, you know, live and uh, maintain a, a chaste life. Uh, it's not, you know, uh, condoning uh, what perhaps they may have done in the past. Uh, it's not passing judgment on them. Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, you know, the Pope is is trying to convey. I found interesting in this article, as I'm sure you two read as well, when the, the actual documentary was uh, uh, put together and then aired, I think it was last year sometime, uh, uh, it... Um, uh, I think towards the end of it, the Pope said, uh, it is an incongruity to speak of homosexual marriage. But right. what we have to have is a law of civil union. Now, again, he's speaking in, in Spanish, and it's uh, uh, ley de convivencia civil. Uh, they have the right to be legally covered. 
And it's interesting to note they said the last sentence was omitted in the interview uh, when it was broadcast in 2019. Um, Correct. So uh, the Pope certainly isn't condoning uh, same-sex marriage, any kind of uh, illicit and uh, uh, immoral sex activity between uh, individuals. But he, he's he's trying to respond to something that simply hasn't gone away. It was present in Argentina. It's pr- still present now, and we're still f- arguing over it and uh, trying to uh, avoid uh, giving uh, you know what you know uh, some in the United States think is uh, cruelty you know, and an abuse uh, of power. Uh, But the Pope is trying to, on the one hand, uh, extend charity uh, in the right way to uh, individuals with same-sex attraction, but at the same time defend there is only one type of marriage, and and the Pope has been consistent in that. You can read as since he was elected Pope in 2013. I don't. Only the secular press doesn't report what he says about the union of one man and one woman is the only real marriage, just like they never report when he roundly condemns abortion and euthanasia because it doesn't coincide with the secular progressive elites. Right. And their idea of what uh, the human person is and, uh, you know, their purely functional concept of of the person. So you know, the thing, the uh, thing, go ahead. Well, g- give me one second here, Bishop, because we're going to have to take a break. But just to kind of wrap up yeah. this part, we're going to keep you on into the next uh, 15 minutes here because we have some questions around this still. But, you know, it's almost as if the Holy Father on one end is living in a time where, you know, great clarity is needed from him in regards to teaching between, you know, yes, there's marriage between one man and one woman. However, these are real people that belong to a family. And how do we approach this entire thing? And on the other end of it, the man is faced with, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing but fake news in which they're spinning everything that he's trying to say to be true. And so he's really got his back up against the wall. We're going to take a break, everybody. Uh, We're going to keep Bishop Kagan on. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be back uh, in about 15 to 30 seconds. We'll see you then. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. You may know that suicide rates are skyrocketing, but do you know why? I'm Father Chris Alar. While suicide is often related to depression, the effects and causes are different. For example, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and substance abuse are likely effects of depression, whereas purposelessness and hopelessness 
are the causes of depression. And if you don't see any purpose in life, you will have no hope. In a world that says happiness is found only in sex, money, and power, you will never be completely satisfied. There is only one thing that can bring true happiness, and without it, you will fall into depression and despair. So to find this hope, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father Justin Wolf. And we are the Sons of Thunder. Coming to you live from St. Mary's. And we're really uh, fortunate this particular show. We've actually revamped some stuff, and this whole segment uh, that we're in right now is the most popular one, and people love it so much that we have extended it to a full half hour. So we are on the back end, second side of Crushing It with Bishop Kagan. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Welcome back, Bishop. We were just uh, talking with Bishop Kagan, uh, Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck, about Pope Francis's comments on civil unions, and he was uh, sorting that out for our listeners. And where we left off, Bishop, was a uh, little discussion on the necessity and the ultimate necessity at any point in time in history of uh, the pontiff uh, teaching from the deposit of faith the truth into the world that we're living in. However, we are living in extraordinarily unprecedented, complicated times with extremely complicated issues. And on the other end of that, you have uh, a fake news media that is basically controlled by the devil that is spinning every single thing that the Pope does. And so... Uh, maybe you could just speak in to begin with. I want to move into doctrine versus his opinion out of that, but just, you know, even yourself, you know, like maybe some of the frustrations, you know, the, the leaders of our church experience when you're dealing with the fake news media and just the tremendous amount of truth that's needed in the world. Well, I think the thing all of us who are Catholic have to keep in mind, uh, uh, almost exclusively to the secular media, but there are some so-called Catholic media outlets who kind of fall into this as well from time to time. Uh, They really aren't reporting news. Uh, What they really want to do is shape uh, your view of reality. And so, uh, you know, whether you call it fake news or, you know, pursuing a, a, a different agenda other than what is, what is the truth, what actually, what are the facts, what happened 
you know, and let you or me, you know, come to our own conclusions, uh, there it's really not reporting events or uh, anything like that. It's uh, shaping our understanding of and view of a certain reality which, uh, for the most part, uh, does not coincide with what is objective truth and even objective reality in the natural order. Right. And so it, it, you know, and that extends to everything. And, you know, uh, whether it's Pope uh, Francis or the Conference of Bishops, uh, you know, everybody uh, immediately jumps the the conclusion that there has to be something behind what is being said. And then the concentration is on that, and quickly people forget what's being said. And, you know, uh, that's just the the age we live in, but I, I, I would urge uh, everyone, don't succumb to that. That's precisely what Satan He's he's the prince of lies. Jesus is the one who told us that. Uh, he's the great deceiver. You know, he makes uh, untruth look attractive. And uh, we have to, it's not that we're, you know, little lemmings that all run together off a cliff, uh, but we have to be very discriminating and very careful in what, uh, is presented to us as true, or what is presented to us as factual uh, by any kind of media outlet. Uh, everyone, it seems, has a particular ideology and methodology they want to promote and and gain adherence to. And I guess that's what we're afflicted with at the present time. I suppose that's that's what we call news for the most part. So, I mean, I think we, it's safe it, to say it's we, can, struggle. we can encourage our listeners, especially after this last one, seeing what's coming out today on Catholic News Agency, that whatever you are hearing that the Pope said, be very, very suspicious of whatever well, the news site is saying. And wait, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Just I always tell people, and I, I will be asked by secular media outlets based on what they see, uh, you know, published in a blurb online or whatever. Uh, do I have a comment on what the Pope said about this or that? And I said, I will, after I read exactly what the Pope said about this, uh, as he said it, not as somebody is telling me this is what he said. It's, the best policy is read it in the original. And the, the Holy See always publishes the statements made by the popes, by various congregations on various issues. Read that. Then uh, you'll have, you know, what actually is said and what is not said. And often enough, it really doesn't coincide with what is being reported in the news uh, cycles by secular and sometimes even Catholic uh, media. Well, that, and I uh, think that they that... It, it's they want to be out there first, right? And, and that's the problem, it, right, Bishop? I mean, how do you, and, and how do you? 
I mean, like, you know, that, that line, if it bleeds, it leads, right? So only, yeah. you know, nobody yeah. ever says that this is, you know, 5,000 airplanes landed today. Isn't that great news, everybody? It's always the one that crashed. or yeah. And yeah. they run with something. But the problem that I always see is how do you undo that? Because even like you're saying, you know, go to the sources and check those. A lot of Catholics don't know that. They're only watching Fox News, CNN, whatever. And so when they hear it, I mean, all of us priests, I think, experience this. I mean, the day that that was said, I had like a hundred between texts, phone calls, and emails, and people are like, "What yeah. is going on?" So do you? I mean, mm-hmm. would you have any? I don't know. How do you? How do you curb that? Or even because once it's out there, it's so well, hard to undo. Uh, I know it is, and it, it, unfortunately, uh, we're in an age where uh, actually reading the source. Uh, is inconvenient, right? It, it, just to get instantaneous news, whether it's it, the full statement, whether it's uh, a statement with somebody else's commentary, that's what everybody seems to be doing. And during the pandemic, when we were, you know, uh, closed down and all of this, you know, I was getting things from people I had never in my life thought Catholics. Would, would think or say it was flat out wrong. They were telling me things that the church has never taught. And they were, you know, I, I suppose, and I'm going to have to, I think in time, uh, have to do something about this, uh, and I shall. But if in the meantime, the Internet has become the new catechism of the Catholic Church for people. Exactly. Which is ridiculous. You know, uh, you go to the catechism, that's a definitive source and a definitive resource right. uh, for every single Catholic, every person who'd like to know what does the Catholic <laughs> Church teach about this. Nobody seems to have the desire to get a book, open it up, and spend 10 minutes reading something well nobody has the intention span any longer you know well i think yeah i know if you go all the way back to like you know when with paul the six and contraception i mean there you got all the you got progressives that are like they want the change so as soon as they hear it they're like this is it this is the moment that the church is going to collapse instead of sitting back and saying well maybe this is and maybe you can speak to this bishop where maybe this was just the pope's opinion or maybe it was you know what's the difference between when he teaches Ex cathedra, or you know, he's teaching doctrine versus when he's saying, "I like the color blue." Um, his own personal opinion. Well, yeah. See, it, it, people don't distinguish that. Every pope, uh, you know, whether it was Saint Paul the Sixth, Saint John Paul the Second, Pope Benedict, Pope Francis, uh, Pope Pius the Twelfth, they all gave interviews to people. No, not everything they say in interviews is uh, a defined truth, or they're not adding to a defined, uh, you know, matter of faith and morals. When the Pope is teaching definitively, he doesn't do it off the cuff. He doesn't do it in an interview. It's a formal written statement, and it's quite clear uh, in the statement itself, that he is speaking ex cathedra as successor of St. Peter. And uh, that's, uh, that's authoritative. That's something we not only have to listen to, we have to assent to. 
uh, with that humility, intellectual and volitional humility, every single Catholic and I must think that, have to the truth. Right, and I think that's you know, a good and distinction, I mean, Bishop. I've if, got a lot of opinions, you know, and, you know, uh, some have said, well, maybe the Pope shouldn't give to so many interviews. Well, that's not possible, not right. in this age, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's... You know, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, almost, you know. So it's it's a fine line uh, that every Catholic cleric, whether it's the Pope, a bishop, a priest, or a deacon, has to walk. You know, and, you know, it, 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 we all have to be aware, you know, we're, we're being uh, pursued by a savage... Uh, secular uh, society and mentality that I believe is diabolical in origin, seeking to undermine uh, the Catholic Church in every way possible in order to neutralize its effect uh, on society. And it isn't working. Yeah. You know, no, I, Bishop, uh, I, it I think it's working. I think one of the one of the best things you said said a lot of great things, and we thank you for that for for your leadership in the diocese. But one of the things is is that if the Pope is going to speak on something as this that's this heavy, and he's going to actually change church teaching, this would be very important for our listeners. He is going to do it by a definitive doctrinal statement that is written. That is, I mean, this is, he's not going to do it on off the cuff, yeah. just at, you know, an interview on an airplane. So just if people, yeah. you know, don't freak out at the first movement of any type yeah. of news that comes out. Bishop, we want to thank you for being on. We have to take our break here at the half All of the right. hour. You did an amazing job. Thank you so much for your leadership in the diocese. We will be back in a short bit to bring on Brandon Clark to talk about Covenant Eyes and some of the moral issues of our day and age. We'll see you on the backside. Thank you, everybody. Live. Engaging and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.